This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in What's Right with Nick Wright, episode 213. A ton to do today. Demonze once again back in the chair playing through pain, which we appreciate. Good to see you looking great. That is a great looking shirt. Is Marathon? Is that the is that Nipsey the Hussle. store in LA? Yeah, is yeah, that Nipsey Hustle store? Nipsey Hustle brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what 100%. I thought. That's awesome. That's a great looking shirt. I, I think I've worn this sweatshirt four times on the pod. Uh, but it's a little homage to your sister. It's Dior's college. So I it's the only Wait, why thing don't I, I have one? Repeatedly, but I like it. Oh, you see Santa Cruz sweatshirt? I'll get you tough. one. I'll send you one. I like it. Yeah, no, it's cool. And it has the little banana slug poking out of the pocket down here. It's pretty cool. I'm not bad at showing things on camera, but if you're watching on YouTube, (laughs) you can can see that. By the way, you know something I realized? I've stopped telling people to like, subscribe, rate, review for basically the last year. I'm too comfortable. Um, And I'm now seeing all these podcasts just crushing us. I think we're doing really good work, but we've said uh, we've kind of plateaued a bit on the subscribers and the ratings. So I'm going to, because I don't ask often, and because I think I've earned it by hopefully helping you guys make money betting the Chiefs in the playoffs as underdogs, if you could do me the following favor, and we're going to pay it back on this show and in other shows, if you could leave a review. That would be great. If you could give us five stars, that would, of course, be awesome. And then if you could definitely subscribe uh, on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you listen, and on our YouTube page, subscribing on the YouTube page would be greatly appreciated. And I'm wondering if post-football season, if we might have some content YouTube exclusive via DeMonze in Los Angeles. He and I haven't talked about this, but I've been thinking about it, about whether or not you could do some standalone content for the YouTube page, whether it's streaming or something, I'm not sure. This is but huge, I just think it could be a good like thing in the offseason. Yeah, I, yeah, I meant to Let's... tell you about it, but I wanted to get your 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 immediate reaction. So, uh, so if you could subscribe to us on YouTube, it would be greatly appreciated. And we have a giveaway that we're doing today. And throughout the week that we'll get into in just a moment. But first, here's what missed the cut for today's show. Uh, Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu. Apologies if I mispronounced that in the three-point contest. That's going to be awesome. Travis Kelsey not attending the Grammys. He has a Super Bowl to play. And Dame returns to Portland, yet the Bucs lose. And later in the show... We're going to be giving away some, we're going to have our first ever What's Right Show giveaway. I will explain that in moments. But before we do that, Demonze, let's get right to what the top of the show topic is, which is, of course, the Chiefs. The Chiefs, right on the cusp is, uh, at solidifying themselves as a dynasty, going to the Super Bowl four yeah. times in the last five years, on the cusp of winning the third one in the last five years. Yeah. But for some reason, they are still underdogs in this game. Uh, could you explain yeah. that? And do you think that they deserve to be underdogs in this game against the 49ers? The 49ers are obviously pretty good. 49ers are really good, but the 49ers have not really played their best ball over the last five, six weeks. B- Baltimore crushed them. They had, you know, less than impressive performances right or before and after that game. And in both of these playoff games, the Niners have looked super vulnerable, particularly on the back end of their defense. Here is the crazy thing about the Chiefs 
in the playoffs the last two years. They've consistently been underdogs. AFC title game last year in Arrowhead opened Cincinnati favored by a point and a half in Arrowhead. Now, that line ended up moving to where the Chiefs were the one, one and a half point favorites at kickoff, but it started Cincinnati as the favorite. The Super Bowl, neutral site against Philly. Philly, one point favorite. Round two in Buffalo. Buffalo, three and a half point favorites. Round or the AFC title game this year against Baltimore. Baltimore closed at a five point favorite. And then the Super Bowl opened San Francisco minus three and a half, got bet all the way down to San Francisco minus one and a half, and has now been bet back up to San Francisco minus two and a half. And so they have allowed the Chiefs to credibly be the nobody believes in us team, despite the fact that I think everyone would acknowledge that this postseason, at the very least, the Chiefs have looked far better than San Francisco has. Now, the Chiefs have two significant injuries going into this game that San Francisco does not. Joe Tooney, the all-pro left guard who got hurt in the Bills game, it looks like he's not going to be able to go even in the Super Bowl. They hold out hope, but probably not. And Charles Aminahu, the one of their major off-season free agent acquisitions, the defensive end, he tore his ACL, sadly, in the AFC title game. And this is brutal for him, man. He was a Niner. He has talked Super Bowl all year. He has talked about how he signed with the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl. And a game before you get to the Super Bowl. And Aminahu is the one who had the strip sack on Lamar. He, you know, he's been excellent for the Chiefs. He missed the first six games of the year with a suspension. So those are major losses. We'll see about Willie Gay. We'll see about Derek Nottie, two Chiefs that starting. Uh, Chiefs defensive players who had to miss the previous week uh, against the Ravens, and Nottie's missed, I think, the last two games. Uh, in fact, I know he has. He missed the Bills game as well. But I, I think the wrong team's favored, and we'll do more Super Bowl stuff uh, next week. But it is, I, I'm actually happy that the Chiefs have that little bulletin board material that they're the underdogs. But I, I want this is what I want to do here. I want to tell you guys about our giveaway, and then I want to discuss what I think, in retrospect, might be the single biggest game in NFL history. But here's our giveaway. So as you guys know, I never had a doubt about the Chiefs this year. I have I got the tattoo that says it as much. And this is what we're doing for you guys. You guys can join me in being right about the team. If you also have no doubt about the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, we can get you a temporary never-a-doubt tattoo in the exact same script as mine so you can show your solidarity. All you have to do is tag us on social media at What's Right Show and explain why you're rolling with the Chiefs and include the hashtag never-a-doubt. We'll pick our favorites and send you a replica of my Never a Doubt tattoo for you to show off at your Super Bowl party. Make sure you have your DMs open so we can reach out to you if you win. But again, tag us at What's Right Show. Use hashtag Never a Doubt and about why you believe the Chiefs are going to win, and we'll send you a Never a Doubt Chiefs tattoo. We'll pick out our favorites, and then I'll find some ways to maybe do some in-person giveaways of these. Maybe we'll have some extras here at Trentage. Uh that people can, you know, come by and pick up. So we'll do all that, but first and foremost, tag it. Demonte also has never a doubt tattooed on his forearm, but his is in Korean. But it, yeah. uh, Demonte didn't, you know, Demonte is right here. Uh, show, th- it's right there. It's not there. It is. Yeah, he got it never in very big letters in Korean. Never <laughs> a doubt. Uh, I had doubts when he got that tattoo, but little did I know he was ahead of the curve. Um. All right. I want to talk about. What now we might look at on as one of the single biggest games in NFL history. Because if Mahomes wins on Sunday, there is going to be a lot of could he be the GOAT conversation. But 
that conversation runs into two significant hurdles. One is seven to three rings Brady to Mahomes. And the other is Brady beat him head up in a Super Bowl in Tampa. I know some people will bring up the fact that Brady also beat him in the AFC title game, Mahomes' first year as a starter. That one is less noteworthy to me because Mahomes played a perfect game. Brady threw multiple interceptions. That you know, Mahomes, by any metric, outplayed Tom in that game and then didn't get the ball in overtime, and Tom had his best drive of the game at the end and in overtime. Uh, but the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs were the defending champs. The Chiefs were the favorites. The Chiefs had beaten them in the regular season. And the Chiefs got their ass kicked. And so for all those reasons, Mahomes has a very tough hill to climb in the GOAT conversation. So just as a thought exercise, Demonze, let's pretend for a moment the Chiefs had beaten the Bucs in that Super Bowl. And when we talk about the biggest names and people in NFL history, how that one game going differently would change everyone's legacies and thoughts, okay? Start with Bill Belichick. How much of Bill Belichick's current kind of slide in standing has been because Tom Brady left him and immediately won a Super Bowl? As opposed to if the Chiefs had won that game, it would have been, well, you played Mahomes and Andy in the playoffs with Belichick, you won the game, you played him in the Super Bowl without him, you lost the game. But more so from Bill, if Patrick wins on Sunday, the Super Bowl total is going to be 7-3 Tom Patrick with Tom having been 2-0 in the playoffs against him. Again, flip the result of that one Super Bowl. Now it's 6-4. to four. Mahomes would have won four in five years, which no one has ever done. They'd be 1-1 one one in the playoffs against each other. And I think most people would say, oh, he's going to become, if not already, the greatest player ever. That one game, the things it changed as far as how also Tom... People would say what they kind of now say about Bill. They would say, well, he was good without Bill, but never, you know, never was able to get over the hump, never was able to win the Super Bowl. And he won one in his second to last year with the Patriots. That one game, the butterfly effect it has on the rest of the league, as far as legacies, the Chiefs would already have had a back to back and the way we look at the GOAT debate, it's wild to me because the difference between it being currently 7-2 to two and maybe here in a few weeks 7-3 to three versus it being 6-3 to three and maybe in a few weeks 6-4, to four, it might be a hurdle too high for Patrick to overcome for the Count the Rings folks. But it is it also makes me happy that that game wasn't, in retrospect, close because I think it would be even more and you blew it as the Chiefs just getting their ass kicked start to finish. Other people have asked me about the one other, you know, playoff loss to Brady in the 2018 season and how much that burns the D Ford offsides game, all that. I've now come to peace with this. I truly believe had the Chiefs won that game, they wouldn't have fired Bob Sutton the in-over-his-head defensive coordinator, and then brought in Steve Spagnolo, who, in my opinion, has been the fourth most important person of this dynasty. It goes Andy, I'm sorry, it goes Patrick, then Andy, then Travis, and then Steve Spagnolo. But if the Chiefs had beaten the Patriots and made the Super Bowl, I don't think they bring in Bob Sutton. I don't think they bring in Steve Spagnolo. So I'm kind of at peace with that loss specifically. Um, but everything that's happened since then, if it all rolls the same, but the Chiefs find a way to win that Super Bowl against Tampa, we are having totally different discussions. But such is life, and now they got to take care of Brock and the 49ers, and let's go ahead and get to them now, Demonze. All right, so the Avengers love nothing 
but uh, hyping up Brock Purdy and backing him up. Christian McCaffrey just said the other day, I don't know when exactly it was, but he said Purdy takes a lot of heat for absolutely no reason. It's like he wasn't there in the football game that they just played a few days ago. Are the forty? Do you think the 49ers are overcompensating because they know Brock Purdy isn't that good? Uh, what do you What do you think is going on there? Is it genuine? I think it's. I, I, think, I think it's a little genuine. I think it's a little genuine. I think it's a little trying to gas their guy up and build his confidence. I also think that it's a little straw manny. Like I, at this point, Demonze, am starting to be flattered that. My voice in the sports media seems to have grown loud enough that me and Cam Newton and a couple other people saying pump the brakes on Brock Purdy as league MVP has become this rallying cry to where Draymond <laughs> Green is referencing this stuff in in Warriors post games. Like I go ahead, Demonte. Yeah, I was just about to say I didn't see that. I saw it in the rundown. Um I yeah. mean, that kind of brings me to the follow-up. Do you think that Draymond Green might have said something to back up Brock Purdy to slight you? Uh, yeah, uh, I do. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's at least part of it. Yeah, I do. I like. So here's the thing. I it is odd to me that so much of the conversation is Brock Purdy gets no respect when that conversation is being had. On, in the same football universe of Brock Purdy, NFL MVP finalist, Brock Purdy, pro bowler, Brock Purdy, is, like it, it, he is. Yeah, you can't say yes, that nobody are, gives him respect and the argument is he should be MVP. <laughs> exactly. And, is, and when he's a finalist for MVP, which right. means he's top five vote getter this year. So the, 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 when they say the media doesn't respect him, the media is the one voting on MVP. And he's right. a finalist. And so the, the, the I, I was, and I said it on Tuesday, I was impressed by some of the things he did in the NFC Championship game. Some of, you know, he played poorly, obviously, in large stretches of it. But then he made some, some of the scrambles were good. He made a couple really nice throws. Running for his and, job. Shoot. Yeah, and <laughs> I, but I, I think there is a level of projection, and where I get frustrated, and I talked by the way, Damon Bruce. Speaking of subscribing things on YouTube, if you're a Bay Area sports fan, uh, Damon Bruce, in my opinion, the best sports radio host in Bay Area history, uh, started his own YouTube channel and his own podcast that he went independent. Uh, I went on with him last night for like 45 minutes. You guys should subscribe to Damon Bruce Plus uh, if you for anything Warriors, Niners, Bay Area related. Uh, and he and I argued about Brock Purdy. And here is to me what is so interesting about the Purdy thing. His biggest supporters agree with me on so many things. They just don't like my delivery. If you ask the biggest Brock Purdy supporters, hey, okay, no matter what you think of him, are there five guys on the Niners' offense better than him? They'll sheepishly try to change the subject and then typically admit yes. Trent, Christian, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo. All five of those guys are better at their jobs than Purdy is at his. And my... Frustration. Well, the other argument is, uh, but all those other guys aren't the, the Trent Williams. That isn't the position that usually gets MVPs. Like a couple of those positions aren't even really like in the race, no, so to speak, for MVP. Of course, no, no, that, that's absolutely right. It, it, uh, I, I don't disagree with you on that. My, the, my my point is though, we Trent Williams only gets a, he, Christian McCaffrey. Never gets asked, man, how good is Trent Williams? Brandon Ayuk <laughs> never gets asked, how good is George Kittle? These guys who are A-plus players are then asked about, and I get it, it's the quarterback, like, how good is Brock? And I feel like we are we are efforting to build like up Brock Purdy to a degree <laughs> where it almost by default 
takes away some from the actual great players. But we'll see, man. Like, you couldn't have asked for a better scenario for folks that have wanted my Brock Purdy take to be a classic yeah. Category 3 when I'm confident I, it's going to be a classic Category 2. Go ahead. I got shut, I got shut out last week when this topic came up, but uh, but exactly oh, yeah. what you said was going to happen. Is hap- now, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is going to go and beat Mahomes, but this is like nightmare fuel for you. Like the 49ers are gearing out to play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And if Brock Purdy beats the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, it's... I, I'm I'm truly well, going to feel for you. Like, genuinely, I'm going to be sad for you. <laughs> I mean, I went through something similar the last time the Chiefs were going for a repeat, which was I was the guy all year long doubting Brady with the Bucks. Now, it's a different type of doubt because Brady right, obviously was you know, already the Brady. GOAT. But, right. um, but I was saying that I thought he wasn't the same player, that... Uh, you know, I would love if the Chiefs got to play them in the Super Bowl, which, by the way, that I've never said about San Francisco because I have so much respect for that roster and that team as a whole. It's an, I've never said, like, oh, that would be the dream Super Bowl matchup. Uh, and then Tom Brady played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and they kicked their ass. And I had to eat it and wear it all offseason. This is now any other NFC team that made it, I would be on a total take free roll. If the Cowboys made it and won, I picked the Cowboys all year, right? If the Lions made it and won, I haven't been one of those people calling the Lions frauds. Like, I've been like, hey, that's a good team that uh, if Baker made it and won, I almost get more credit (laughs) than if Mahomes had. Right. Right. Uh, (laughs) If the, oh, I guess if the Eagles had done it, I would have had to be pretty, get a little egg on yeah. my face because I be had bad. been. But the Eagles were the Eagles had as good a chance of w- winning three playoff games as the Panthers did. The way they looked going into the playoffs, the Packers. I would have just been happy for you. You know what I mean? Nobody's like, oh, yeah. Nick, you've hated on the Packers and the Rams. Right. I the last two months I was saying that I thought they could make the Super Bowl out of the NFC. I you know I picked them to be in the conference championship game. No, the Niners, the Niners is the are the single worst team one. to be playing. The Niners the are the only one, right which but it also could be the single best. Like it also, uh, there is a game script here where Mahomes drives down the field and gets a quick seven, and just where Purdy just folds, and well, all that stuff comes to light that you've been talking about all where season. The chi- where the Chiefs get an early lead. The Niners make a mistake or they get stopped or their crummy rookie kicker misses a field goal. And before you know it, right. it's 10 nothing Kansas City. And I know the Niners have had comebacks this postseason. But it's they not start the Lions, pressing the a Chiefs. Bit. Right. And then all of a sudden, we have some tip passes. We have some purdy hospital balls. We have some ducks over the middle of the field. Like, there is a script where... And here's the other thing I'll say about the Purdy stuff. I think the Niners should tamp down the conversation surrounding him for two reasons. One, I this guy hasn't blinked. I give him credit. The Super Bowl is going to feel different. Two weeks leading up to it, staring across the field at Patrick Mahomes, knowing what is at stake for him, for his career legacy, all of it. It's going to feel different. Niners... The fact that the biggest storyline going into the game is going to be, here's Brock Purdy's arc, here's Tom Brady's arc. Here's Brock Purdy's arc, here's Joe Montana's arc. That's going to be the storyline. And some, you know, tricky television producers are also going to do, here was Brock Purdy this season, here's Patrick Mahomes this season. (laughs) And there is going to be... I, I I think added undue pressure on the kid because his teammates are, you know, so leaning into him being the story. Here's the other thing that I believe is going to happen. I believe some San Francisco 49er at media night at the Super Bowl is going to say the seemingly innocuous thing that most people would say in this spot and as soon as they say it, my buddy Bobby Stroop, 
Patrick Mahomes' personal trainer will find the clip and tweet it out, which means he sent it to Patrick. And the quote is going to be this. San Francisco 49er X, call it uh, maybe George Kittle. I think Brock is the best quarterback in the NFL, end quote. And that is not seemingly a shot, but I'm telling you, it will be viewed as one. And so I think that's going to happen. Quarterbacks aren't even in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Well, but it will be like the, I don't think anyone is going to say the words, I think Brock is better than Mahomes. I don't think they're going to say that. But I do think someone will say he's the best quarterback in the NFL which Mahomes is in the NFL. So just, you know what I mean, just kind of file that away, and we'll see if it happens. Uh, Before we get to the Cowboys and Belichick, uh, we have some early contest entries that we can throw up on the screen. Again, uh, tag at What's Right Show and use hashtag never a doubt uh, if you want to try to get one of these free temporary tattoos. The House of Cards says, or, or the House of Cards tweeted, the House of Cards tweeted, I believe in the Chiefs because of 15. Patrick Mahomes can't be stopped. I can't say never a doubt for most of the season, but I'll never doubt 15 again. I appreciate the honesty there, buddy. Uh, the Nitten says, I've been trying to tell everyone that they just won the Super Bowl with the same receiving core. No one ever listens. I get called fake fan ba- bandwagoner, etc. But I'm really just about the facts. If Mahomes is playing, I'm not betting against him. Smart man. Uh, and then... Dylan Mail says why the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Better coach, better defense, far better uh, quarterback. It's throw to the goat tight end. It's really that simple. At what's right show. Hashtag never a doubt. Love it. So keep sending those in and we'll pick some winners. What's up, Demonze? Did you want to say something or you want to move on to the Cowboys? No, that was was awesome, guys. Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. But uh, on to the Cowboys? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, So, um. Yeah, Jerry Jones, he stirred the pot yesterday, and he said that uh, he believes that he and Bill Bill Belichick could definitely work well together. I think we're going to pull up the quote board. Yeah, Yeah. there's no doubt in my mind we could work together. None. None. (laughs) Yo, Mm -hmm. why did he do this? And should we send him a Never a Doubt sticker for his new relationship with Bill Belichick? Um, (laughs) He's out of his mind. And not because... Why would he do that? that? Right. It's not that I disagree that he and Belichick could work together, but you kept McCarthy. Like, could you imagine, DeMonze? Could, could, like, if, trying to think of a good example here, if it became very well known that, uh, who's a great sports podcaster? I'll use Kevin Clark. I think he's awesome. I think Kevin Clark, he does stuff for Omaha. I think he's awesome. Um, If Kevin Clark was very publicly looking for a new podcasting role. And you were very publicly on the hot seat here. And I make an announcement, we're bringing DeMonze back. We, you know what? We didn't like the what how the last year ended, but we're bringing him back. And then a week later, I tell Andrew Marshand, oh, do I think me and Kevin Clark could work well together? You bet your ass I could, we could. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I no doubt. Hey, you would then be like, wait a minute here. Like, it's how so hot dirty, is my man. seat? And <laughs> here's the so here's the Mangini on the show yesterday said he thinks it's more than on the board that Belichick never gets another job. That nobody I was saying the him. same thing to some of my some of, some of my colleagues yesterday. They thought I was insane. No, so he's, I mean, he's not going to get a job this cycle. And right. so then he would be the oldest coach ever in NFL history, oldest head coach a year from now. And that is, I, that is to me unfathomable, but maybe it's true. Here's the thing that Colin has brought up a bunch that I think warrants mentioning. There are, in my opinion, five. A-lister quarterbacks, DeMonze, who their head coach starts next year on the semi-hot or red-hot seat, okay? Josh Allen with McDermott, Jalen with Sirianni, Dak with uh, McCarthy, McCarthy, Trevor with Doug Peterson, and Caleb 
with the head coach of the Bears, Eberflus. I think all I think any of those five coaches could be fired if next year goes poorly. I would expect at least a couple of them probably to be fired. So unlike this year where there was only one A-list quarterback, Herbert, with a coaching vacancy available, next year there could be a handful. And if you're Belichick, I honestly think the Cowboys of those five potential jobs are the least attractive. I think because of the ownership, because of Dak's contract, and because of see his some of the things with that Dak, like it's just like I don't think that's gonna end up going anywhere. Well, so I, that's the I, concern. I, that's the right. concern. Is exactly that. Is that the and now maybe Belichick could unlock it, but if if you again, I don't know that he'll have his choice of jobs. But if I were him, the idea of getting Trevor to a higher level, getting Josh to just cut out some of the turnovers building there, going to Philly, getting Jalen back to where he was, along with having that D-line personnel. And the Caleb thing, I don't think the Bears would hire 73-year-old I think Philly you know, Bill would be Belichick. the best bet for him. That, that's why I thought Philly should fire Sirianni and bring in Bill immediately. Uh, right. But they didn't. All right, let's go. Uh, speaking of coaching, uh, the, the, I mean, we're kind of doing it, it there, but we can get more into it here. Right. So obviously there's been a huge coaching fiasco. A lot of jobs opening up, a lot of jobs being closed in on. Yeah. Uh, Belichick, Curl, and Vrabel are still available, obviously. But Ben Johnson managed to stay put. Uh, there's one yeah. opening left, and it doesn't seem like they're likely to pick any of those guys. How do we go from so many there being so many coaches to coaches being snubbed in an abundance of coaches, so, and now it's just yeah. So I don't know the Ben Johnson thing. It you know it was reported that he wanted crazy money, and that that turned some teams off. Uh, Vrabel, right. I think, is confident he can get a really good job. So when he, the Charger job wasn't there, when it went to Harbaugh, he wanted to fall back. I don't know how much of a market there, I, I guess, was for Carroll and Belichick because of their age. I think that probably works against them. But I also think, to reference back to what I said earlier, if you're one of those guys and you believe you can get a job, waiting a year is not the worst idea. Like where if you believe that the Cowboys, Eagles, Bills, those three, at least one, if not two of those three could come open. What was very surprising was no team that made the playoffs fired their coach. That usually happens that a team makes the playoffs, but it was disappointing like what happened with the Eagles or just falls totally flat on their face like happened with the Cowboys that despite making the playoffs, they fire their coach, but they didn't. All right, keep the never a doubt. Just tag at what's right show and hashtag never a doubt. And you don't have to have what's right show at the front of the tweet. If you want to construct the tweet so all your followers can see it and then tag it on the back end, that's fine as well. Like, subscribe, rate, review on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. And we'll play a quick game of Nick Wright Public Defender next. What's right? Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. 
Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright, episode 213. This episode's brought to you by U.S. Bank. Winter can be a drag. Thankfully, we have sports to get us through this dreary part of the year. You ask me, nothing goes together like your favorite teams and your favorite foods, especially when it's cold out. You got the NFL playoffs, got pro basketball. You can hang out inside on your couch until it finally gets warm. And the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card provides the perfect way to earn rewards, whether watching your team with other fans at a local restaurant or in the comfort of your living room. Earn four times points when you dine out or have food delivered. Maybe order a pizza to watch the game on the big screen TV you've got. And you can earn two times points at grocery stores, which is great if you're staying home and making nachos like we did this weekend. If you're willing to brave the elements, even getting to the game can be rewarding. You'll earn two times points at gas stations and EV charging stations. Go to usbank.com slash altitude go to learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth 200 bucks if you you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Score big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash altitude go to apply. Live every day your way. Limited time offer. Credit or an issuer of this bank is of this card, pardon me, is U.S. Bank National Association pursuant to a license from Visa USA Incorporated. Some restrictions may apply. Uh, all, all right. Quick reminder. Uh, the... We are uh, giving away uh, Chiefs uh, Never a Doubt tattoos, and the way we're going to do it is we're going to have you guys hashtag uh, Never a Doubt at What's Right Show and say why you should be sent the tattoos. We're going to pick some of our favorites. Just make sure your DMs are open, and we'll do that. Keep sending us uh, your tweets or messages at what's right show hashtag never a doubt. And we'll read some more of our favorites in the C block. All right. Uh, Demonze, what are we doing here now? Oh, we've got one we can show. Sorry. All right. Let's yeah. see. Uh, I'm seeing the, I'm seeing black on my screen, so I can't see that. Are we you guys showing have the up. homie? There it is. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Patrick Mahomes reminding the rest of the NFL. How many counts of whoop ass he saw is available. That's a decent meme. Is that from a movie? Uh, that's, uh, I I don't know what it's from. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure. But uh, shout out. I, I think I that's Beck himself nice, nice who edit. entered the contest. Uh, uh, all right, Demonte, <laughs> let's go on to the LeBron and the Lakers. <laughs> so we are a week away from the trade deadline, <laughs> the NBA trade deadline to be specific. And LeBron yeah. is already tweeting. We're going to show those on YouTube. Uh, yeah, an hourglass. hourglass. Tweeted an hourglass. Tweeted the hourglass where time is running out, not the hourglass where it just started. That is noteworthy. So the two hourglass options. Tweets, man. He he tweeted the one. Yeah, 
that where time is running out. Go ahead. You guys are such big babies. But you said you don't you said you don't think uh, he'll demand a trade, but still hope the Lakers trade him. Uh, would LeBron's legacy take a hit with a midseason trade? Or like maybe that tweet was about Darvin Ham. Oh, I think it probably was about Darvin Ham. Uh, but he's been uh, getting really, getting real but nippy. firing the coach, the Lakers don't have a move they can make to make them uh, championship caliber. All right, there's just not there isn't one. They could improve. They could fire the coach. They could try to acquire Zach Levine or Dejounte Murray. But I don't know that that makes them championship caliber. It's crazy that LeBron and AD have been healthy all year and they're a 500 team. Uh, I would like LeBron to be traded. He could go, there are three teams out east right now that I think are a tick below championship caliber that if he went there could win the whole thing. The Heat, the Sixers, or the Knicks. I think all three of those teams would be with LeBron good enough to win the title. And if LeBron were to say to the Lakers, because LeBron's a free agent after this year, I'm leaving after this season. So why don't you get something back for me? I think it could be great for all parties. I just don't think he'll do it. I think one of the reasons he won't do it is because I think he wants to be for the rest of this season in Los Angeles so he can watch Bronny play. I think that he's not going to, you know, he's never done a midseason move where all of a sudden, you know, his daughter and other son, he's not going to be able to be around them. And... I think he takes a lot of pride in the fact that he has honored every contract he's ever signed. He's never asked out. He's never demanded a trade. He has only left teams via free agency when the contract has expired. And so I think he takes pride in it. I do think it's a shame, though, this year because the Lakers are not good enough. And uh, and he's just so that that's where we're at on the Lakers. Also, NBA. Don't have the trade deadline be three days before the Super Bowl. From just like a content perspective, push it back to a week after the Super Bowl and you'll get all the conversation. I don't understand. Like, I just think it's bad from a strategy perspective. But go ahead, DeMonte. So Dan Quinn just went to the to the commanders. Breaking news. Oh, wait. Oh, I saw that that might be happening. No, no, no. That that was good. I'm I'm the I'm I'm done with the LeBron stuff. Uh, Yeah. I, I saw this morning that somebody reported that was close. Uh, I don't know that that's a great hire, for the record. Uh, I mean, it was the Cowboys deep coordinator gave it did to a good enemy? job there until the playoffs. Well, Bianami's not going to get a job, it would appear. Like, that's another discussion for another day. He wasn't even discussed in this cycle. Like, he wasn't even one of the people that was getting overlooked. Um, the, I would love for, I'd love for him to come back to the chiefs. I don't know that he will. The reason I don't know that I love this for the commanders is they have the number two pick of the draft. They're going to draft either Drake may or Jaden Daniels. Ideally, I would like to marry him with an offensive coach. Instead, you're going to have a scenario where Dan Quinn hires an offensive coordinator. If it goes great, then that offensive coordinator will then get plucked away. And then the right. quarterback is on, you know what I mean? Uh, the, so here, one of the, so one of the secrets to the Patriots dynasty was being in a really Josh bad McDaniels was the offensive coordinator left, did such a terrible job in Denver that once he got fired, no one wanted him as the head coach, and he eventually went back to New England, and Brady got to just, even though he had defensive coach, have the same offensive mind with him for like another decade because he wasn't getting any other head coaching jobs until the Raiders got desperate and gave him the job a couple years ago once Brady was already gone. So the Chiefs, by the way, have something similar on the other side that I was talking about with Spagnolo. Andy hires Spagnuolo. Spagnuolo's head coaching tenure with the Rams was such a disaster. No one interviews him for head coaching jobs, and Andy can just turn the defense over to him. And while Andy could lose offensive coordinators, because he's an offensive-minded coach, he can then get more involved. I just, the Dan Quinn hire is uninspiring 
uh, in my opinion. Oh, Matt Ford, I Matt forgot, is like a it. Commanders fan. <laughs> Matt, you want to jump on the mic? Matt, how are you feeling, buddy? I'm sorry. Like, I assume he wanted Ben Johnson. He says anytime you can hire the guy who gave up 50, who gave up 50 points to Jordan Love in a playoff game, you have to do it. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's not coming off a great performance. There's, I mean, there's no, there's no question there. All right, Demonte, let's play public defender. We are playing public defender. All right, so the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl alternates were announced, and Gardner Minshew got selected in the AFC. Uh, oh, so you probably thought we were going to have you uh, defend Gardner Minshew making the Pro Bowl, but that's not what we're having you do. You will be making the case for your favorite quarterback getting snubbed. Uh, counselor, defend your client, Josh Allen. So I, I don't think I have to defend him. I think Josh Allen opted out. I think the way the Pro Bowl alternates work is this. If they have to go to an alternate, they call a guy and say, hey, if you're named, will you go? And I think Josh said no. So then they had to go down further down the list. So here is... I, I'm not actually going to do a public defender on this just because I think it's obviously Josh was better this year than Gardner. It also was a weird spot where Josh was an MVP finalist, uh, but not a pro bowler. Uh, the And the so it, he was an MVP finalist over Tua, over Mahomes, who again, I'm not saying were MVPs, but those guys were named to the pro bowl. Josh wasn't. Uh, here's so was what Tyler I think Huntley, about the pro bowl. Would Tyler Huntley not have been worthy of that last year? Yeah, last year or Mac Jones a couple years ago. So that that's how those guys end up getting getting in. But now that there's not an actual football game, I don't think we need alternates. I think you name the official roster, and if guys don't go or don't show up, then you just adjust the little skills competitions on the fly. I don't think you need alternates and because it it screws up the history books when it's like this guy was a pro bowler and this guy wasn't like the idea that by pro bowl records, Gardner Minshew had a better year this year than CJ Stroud or Josh Allen. And maybe CJ took someone else's spot. I'm not sure. Uh, is crazy to me. All right, next. All right. So Kevin Durant returned to Brooklyn for the first time since being traded last night. Even Katie had said in quote, Please don't do the night. Oh, we'd be, we will be better off without it, uh, end quote. So, of course, the Nets yeah. did it anyway to commemorate one epic run to the Eastern Conference semis. Counselor, defend your client, the Brooklyn Nets. Right, this is very easy defense. In the modern NBA, everybody gets tribute videos. Kevin Durant is, in his short tenure, still one of the greatest players in the history of our franchise. We don't have post since we've been to Brooklyn. A round two, game seven of a round two, is the furthest we've ever been in the playoffs. KD was awesome for us here. It didn't end great. And here's the other thing that I will say to defend my client, the Brooklyn Nets. We have a sneaking suspicion that had there been an announcement before Kevin said anything that we were not doing a tribute video, he would have been pissed. So he he can go ahead and say, "Don't do it. I don't need it." But whatever. honestly, like, why why do we yeah. counselor? Sorry, why do we care about yeah. KD being pissed if he demanded a trade out of the out of Brooklyn? Why do we care about this guy's feelings? That's no, no. I understand that, but my point is, far lesser players have gotten tribute videos. I don't know when we jumped the shark on tribute videos, but now it means really. Did you ever play for us and have any meaningful a good moments? game? We're going to give you a tribute video. And so that's just the, the hold on. Let me see if I can find the example. Saddest NBA tribute video. Um, Saddest? The, well, so sad is maybe the, hold on, worst player to get oh, Robert a Sacra? tribute video. No, it's not he a didn't tribute get video. A, it's just a video he, I saw um, on YouTube, honestly. All right, let Reddit might have an answer here. I mean, yeah, so the Nets did one for Blake Griffin. Think about that. The Nets did a tribute video <laughs> for Blake Griffin. Oh, I've got a better one. The Cavs did one for little Isaiah Thomas, who was on the team for 50 games before LeBron had him shipped out. The, not the Celtics, Demonze, the Cavs did it. 
Um, and so the people, the Norris Cole got one with the Heat. Now he did win titles with the Heat. Norris Cole, that he, might so, that might have been the worst one you listed, to be honest. But uh, yeah, but they at least well, won actually, Blake Griffin's, together. Blake Griffin's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, uh, did t- did I think the Lakers gave? Talon Horton Tucker tribute video. This is my point, man. Everybody Austin Reeves has a mural out here in L.A. right now. Oh, that's so. uh, Oh, the Hawks gave Dwight Howard a tribute video. That's crazy. Do you even remember Dwight Howard playing for the Hawks? Let me see how how many games he played for the Hawks. (laughs) Dwight played. I'm I'm trying to pull it up right now. Uh, Dwight played. 74 games, one season with the Hawks. They gave him a tribute video. So this is my point. Everybody gets them. All right, next. Okay, yesterday Mavericks head coach Jason Kidd said Luka is past Dirk and is the, as the best player in the Mavs franchise history and now is in the realm of Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Counselor, defend your client Jason Kidd. Uh, this is an open and shut case of a man desperately trying to make sure Luka stays. That Luca is, you know, a, a, approaching pre-agency, as Simmons has dubbed it, pre-free agency. The Mavs, my, you know, my employer, the Mavs, have not done a great job building a team around him. Luca's averaged 40, 12, and 12 the last few weeks, and we're still barely hanging on to a playoff spot. And I need to throw as many flowers his way as possible because we're terrified that he is eventually going to demand a trade. Obviously, he is not in the realm of Michael or LeBron, and obviously he is not yet past Dirk for the best player in Mavs history. Now, what I will say is Luka is building a case in all seriousness, Demonze, I'm I, I, I'm curious what your immediate reaction is going to be. Luca is building a case that he is one of, how do I put it, on track to be one of the three greatest offensive players ever. Score. He is yeah. building that case. No, you know what scorer. I mean? That, that 100%. Just, uh, on, and not, scoring and creating. Because his yes. assist numbers are crazy. His passing and, is awesome, and his, too. Yeah. It, all, and so he has not improved enough defensively to ever get in the... Forget Jordan the LeBron realm? But the, yeah. But, I mean, even the, even the top 10 all time, he's going to have to... The, the worst defender in the all-time pantheon, like top 12, 14 guys... The worst two defenders are Magic and Steph. And I get Magic by the way, similar size, all that stuff. Um, But Magic went to nine finals and won five rings. Like that, you know, that's going to be a, that's going to be and won four league MVPs like that or three league MVPs. That's going to be a tough one for Luka. Uh, but yeah, Jason Kidd's just trying to make sure Lucas stays. All right, next. The NBA is coming under fire for their 65-game requirement to be eligible for awards like MVP and All-NBA. Now players like Embiid, of course, and Tyrese Halliburton are likely to miss out on claiming claiming those awards due to injuries. Counselor, defend your client, the NBA. Uh, my client, the NBA fell victim to something we often do, the old unintended consequences. The old heart was in the right place, but didn't necessarily see some of the unintended consequences of this. Also, my client in the NBA would like to stand by the 65-game requirement for league MVP. Uh, That's legitimate. And if you look at NBA history, the vast majority of MVPs played more than 70 games 65 shouldn't have been a problem up until recently the all nba stuff is trickier because of the money associated with it so demonze tyrese halliburton has a contract that is is going so it's a five-year 200 million dollar deal that becomes a five-year 240 million dollar deal 
if he makes the All-NBA team this year. So the fact that he's played up to that level but might not make it because he's not going to meet the game's restriction, that's brutal and something the NBA should have anticipated and maybe created a workaround for because they're not load-managing him. He got hurt, but he's been awesome. So they they should be some type of... Right, because like they just incorporated that, right? I feel like with that just being yes being put in, that they'll create some type of structure to make it to where guys will get a some type of pass for that. Because Halliburton obviously been playing think, out of his mind yeah, this I mean, season. Th- yeah, and so they 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 kind of maybe took uh you know a sledgehammer where you needed a scalpel. With all that said, the load management stuff is. It's a disaster for the league, and right. they need to find a way to get their arms around it. I don't think they've gotten it exactly right yet. Um, all right, we're gonna keep doing our tattoo giveaway. I'm gonna remind everyone about that, and we're going to uh answer some of your listener questions. We'll do that next. What's we'll right? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, welcome back in. Watch Right with Nick Wright, episode 213. Again, we're doing something we've never done before. We're doing a giveaway. Uh, you can get a temporary Never a Doubt tattoo if you're, you know, believing the Chiefs for this Super Bowl against the Niners. All you got to do is tweet at What's Right Show. Include the hashtag Never a Doubt and why you believe in the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for the Super Bowl against the Niners. We'll have your DMs open. We'll pick some of our favorites. We'll send them out to you guys before the Super Bowl. And then also, if you're in the New York area, we'll do a, maybe a giveaway here at Trentage, and maybe we can set something up with Monze for the people out on the West Coast. Uh, Mike Branch says, Never doubt the Chiefs when you have potentially greatest player ever. Plays most important position. Bet the farm on him every time. Cherry on top's having two goats at their position with Kelsey and Reed. Love it. Uh, so that's a good tweet from Mike Branch. Uh, lifelong Battlehawks fan says, defense looked amazing all year. It was clear Reed and Mahomes figured out how to make this at least a competent offense by January. That is exactly right, and it's why I believed in them all year. Baby. And someone that I can't see because, oh, there we go, Ryan Hodges says, been riding since day one in my Marcus Allen jersey. All right, he definitely should get one. I like yeah. that. Good job by him. All right, uh, Demonze, let's read some listener questions before we wrap up the show. Nikhil Clinton's asking the good stuff. Nikhil Clinton Francis, no disrespect. Yeah. He said, Nick, are you yeah. concerned that Andy Reid and Mahomes aren't going to have more than 10 years together to run the dynasty like Belichick and Brady did? It's heavy stuff. So... Here's the thing. I'm not concerned. There's been odd Andy Reid retirement rumors floated repeatedly by Florio. And then uh, all of, I saw that the other day uh, people were like, oh, someone else has chimed in. And it was Michelle Tafoya. What that, guys, I'm here to tell you that the idea that Michelle Tafoya would have insight on what Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes is doing. <laughs> uh, I mean, I say this with, I guess, a modicum of respect, but if it's not some moral panic about what books are available in your kid's school library, Michelle Tafoy is not your go-to source on anything these days. All right? Uh, so And then, so I just, I don't think Andy is retiring. And if you remember when Mahomes agreed to the 10-year contract, he said that Andy told him he would stay as long as the contract. Now, I don't know if Patrick's going to keep Andy to that, but Patrick's got nine years left on the deal or eight years left on the deal. And so I, I, the, the, I'm not worried about, any of the key pieces leaving. Well, that's not true. Chris Jones Kelsey. could leave. Oh, so I'm not worried about Travis. I'm not worried about Travis leaving. Years so so I'll have. tell you why. <laughs> well, maybe just one. But so 
the Chris Jones could leave in free agency and Legereus Sneed could leave in free agency. It would be shocking if the Chiefs could bring them both back. I love both those players. Love both those players. Chris has been the best defensive player uh, since Derek Thomas for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Sneed's one of the best draft picks of this era. Fourth round pick turning into maybe the best corner in football. Sneed also has had a life full of tragedy. I mean, the the if people go back and read about Sneed, there was, um, I I, I yeah, I'll, I mean it's, it's public record. Uh, but Legarius Sneed, there was an article written about him about three years ago, two and a half years ago, about how so many members of his family died early or were murdered, and in that article he talks about how his brother basically led him through this and got, you know what I mean? Looked over him, helped him all of it. And like two months after that article came out, that brother was killed. So Sneed has had a very, very rough go of it, has not made real money in the league. I mean, he's been, I I understand it's all relative, but he's played in the NFL for four years. He's made just under $4 million. So I hope Legereus Sneed gets every dollar he possibly can get and can help set up who, you know what I mean? And so those guys might be gone. Andy's not going anywhere. And Travis is having too much fun, is still too good in the playoffs. And here's the other thing. I think Taylor loves going to these games too much. I think that Taylor is being, like, Taylor is not fake supporting Travis at these games. I This is Wilds' take, but it is the right take. Wilds' take is life is high school, and in high school, Taylor Swift was the band girl that the jocks didn't pay any attention to, and now she's dating the star of the football team and having the time of her cool life. Star. And so the... Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, the co-star of the football team. (laughs) Um, And so this idea that, oh, Travis is going to retire because of the, I think the only reason people think Travis might retire is because he's so famous now and has so many other opportunities because of the Taylor Swift relationship. I think Taylor loves it. And so I don't think he's retiring. I just don't. I mean, he has said he's not retiring after the game. He said to Mahomes, I could do this another 11 years. That obviously isn't true. But he's too good still. Right. I wasn't saying because of just fame got too rich. I was just saying, like, how much longer can he do it? She's like, physically. But, yeah, I mean, that is an added incentive. You do get the plus. Giving him the first couple months of next season off. Here's the other thing, though, Demonze. If they win Sunday, they have a chance to be the greatest team ever. Yeah. Um, Because no team has ever three-peated. And so that, if they win Sunday, I wonder... There's no no way, right. (laughs) Yeah, and but I also wonder if that makes Chris Jones more likely to come back. If they can work something out where it's like, guys, we can... You know what I mean? The Like, Chris right now... Is not ahead, a sorry. lock Hall of Famer. He's not. Uh, I don't even think right now he is a likely Hall of Famer because he doesn't have the individual accolades yet. He only has a couple All Pros. You know, it's a tough position. The yeah, he only has two All Pro. Well, he only has two First Team All Pros. He does have three Second Team All Pros. So maybe he is a Hall of Famer. I'm not sure. But if he is. The star of a defense that three-peats changes a lot of things. So we'll see. Um, yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Demonse. Um, No, so I'll just go on to the next question. Bri- yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Brandon Thompson yeah. says, if Andy Reid did retire, who would be your ideal head coach that you would want to have coaching uh, Patrick Mahomes? So if I would be absolutely fine with this setup. Bill Belichick, you can come be the head coach of the Chiefs. You can maybe pass Brady in Super Bowls. You can get Shula's record. However, you need to bring in to run the offense Eric Bieniemy, and Bieniemy can be the potential coach in waiting. 
you have to keep Steve Spagnuolo running the defense, and Brett Veach has to keep running the team. You are the head coach and head coach alone. If that couldn't happen, then I would hire B enemy. I well, I would talk to Mike Vrabel, but I would hire B enemy. And I would say you have a relationship with everyone. Patrick's going to help. Spags is going to run the defense, and we'll let you do it. All right, next. Um, Andrew Simpson says, hey, Nick, hypothetical. I would love to hear you talk about fields to Miami for first and Tua to Vikings. Uh, Give McDaniels a higher ceiling quarterback and gets the Vikings an out for Cousins. Who says no? All right, well, listen, nobody's trading a first-rounder for fields. You might be able to get a good two. I don't think you're going to get a first. Uh, I also think Miami is going to run it back with Tua, just not give him a contract. I think that the their situation is that we thought this year was going to be the year Tua, you know, proved whether or not he was worth the contract. I think they're just going to let him play out his fifth-year option and see. I don't think also there's a great market for him in the trade market. And if you're Minnesota you kind of already had the good but not great limited quarterback, and I think they're going to bring back Kirk. I think the only hope for Kirk being somewhere else was if the Niners fell totally flat in the playoffs and Shanahan, who's always wanted Kirk winning, got him, but that's not what happened here. All right, next. This name confused me. I originally thought it was Marcus Valdez-Scantling, but Marcus Valdez asked, does does Josh Allen deserve more credit for his game versus Kansas City? considering Lamar's performance being far worse. Well, here's what I here's <laughs> what I will say. I do think Lamar's performance against Kansas City put Josh back in the pole position to be considered the second best quarterback in football. I think that the the fact that Tua did nothing against this Chiefs defense, Baltimore did nothing against this Chiefs defense and Josh had a decent game with obviously some mistakes, but a decent game. I didn't get put him back in the pole position, at least until we see Burrow back healthy. All right, I got to go. Got to go to do TV. Demonze, keep healing up. Great job today. Great job by the Blue Duck folks. Sorry for producer Matt and the commanders, but maybe Dan Quinn will be great this time. He did get to a Super Bowl as a head coach. Don't forget that with Atlanta. They did, of course, obviously blow it. I will talk to you guys on First Things First today at 3 o'clock. Don't forget, keep sending those tweets at What's Right Show, hashtag never a doubt, and like, rate, subscribe, review, especially on YouTube. See you guys later. What's Right. Hey, it's Nick Wright. Thank you so much for watching. Please do us a favor. Click subscribe. It helps my ego. And Demonze's got a financial bonus writing on a number of YouTube subscribers. So help him out. And also click the bell. I don't know what the bell does, but they tell me to tell you to click the bell. And your audio listeners, people that have commutes, drives, whatever it is, subscribe to the podcast as well, wherever you get the podcast. Same show, just you know, just in your ears instead of through your eyes. All that, check it out. Appreciate y'all.